Welcome, everyone, to episode nine of the Asian Cards podcast. Today, we have Ben Liu, um, otherwise known as BMN Hobby, as well as the usual Brian, Sunday League investors. Welcome. Uh, welcome mainly to Ben, but welcome mainly to uh, welcome to both of you. Um, how's it going, guys? No, go ahead. I was, I was, waiting, for, I was waiting for Ben to say something, but um, no, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Ben, don't be shy, Ben. You know, don't be shy in the podcast. All right, all right. Uh, um, we, we, we replaced, no, we didn't replace Hannah, but like, you know, we scared off Hannah. So Ben, you are the next victim to be on here, <laughs> but yeah, I'm doing good, Raymond. I'm getting, I'm getting ready for the show, uh, for Collectors Con. I know you're going, we're going to talk about that a little bit and been really busy with that i've been i've been planning a lot uh just finished up some subs that we had to get out today so i'm really happy my printer broke but that's another story um but yeah doing good how are you ben uh not bad yeah it's uh you know i the football season starting fantasy football leagues left and right so trying to finish off with all my drafts and keep up with all the new uh you know rookies coming out and uh, the crazy crazy wax prices that we're starting to see in football uh, otherwise, not bad. Yeah. Um, Brian, how I, are you prepping for the Florida show? Um, well, I'm basically trying to get all my slabs together, trying to price them out ahead of time. I'm not a big fan of like coming up with comps like right away. So that's what I'm doing. And I'm just think I'm just thinking about tomorrow right now. Tomorrow is going to be Friday, September 3rd. And I can't stop thinking about how I'm going to set up, how I'm going to position, like, you know, just everything. Uh, I just feel like. I'm excited because I haven't, the last time I did a show was my first time and that was like months ago. So we'll be setting up. What are you most excited about for, uh, for setting up at the show? Bro, honestly, I, man, I just want to sell some stuff. Like these SGC slabs, it looks nice, but I haven't moved them at all on eBay. <laughs> so I'm just sitting here like, uh, all right. SGC saw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm sitting here like, okay, these slabs are nice. And these are some nice cards. Like I'm willing to really give people some good deals. So hopefully, like it's it's gonna be a big test for me. Um, from what I've heard from Dallas Card Show, like people that are collecting soccer, footy cards, they said SGC was moving a little bit, but that's just from a few people. So I don't know. I know Raymond, you 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 dabble into the high end stuff, so I don't know how how much your point of view really helps me. Yeah, I think in my experience in Dallas, um, I think SGC tends move relatively easily because people kind of knew how the standards compared to like PSA tens and PSA nines. Um, like if I offered a value for like an SGC 10 at around like 60 to 70% of a PSA 10 price, people, uh, you know, they just felt comfortable about it. Um, what they were more hesitant about was the 9.5s because they didn't know how to price them relative to BGS 9.5s, uh, you know, obviously lower, but you know, how much lower um, or PSA 9s or like even raw cards. Um, so I think uh, like the market just doesn't really have an ex experience pricing it, uh, me included. And as a result, people were more hesitant to pull the trigger on uh, on those SGC 9.5 cards, which I unfortunately had a had a lot of. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but yeah, some people wouldn't look at the cards because they are in SGC cases. But you know, I feel like people were generally more more open minded about um, third grading company. How, how about you, Ben? Are you a big SGC fan at all? Do you dabble <laughs> SGC? I know I know we met at the National, your your buddies, and you guys had a huge Holland bag that people would envy 
<laughs> um, so uh, you're not gonna like the answer, but let's just... tell me the truth, man. <laughs> well, we we only want the truth, Ben. We yeah, let's go. Truth, <laughs> you, don't need, you don't need to make anybody feel happy. So, so I'm I'm already I, unhappy with you. So just spit it out. <laughs> Honestly, I, I'm just not a big fan of uh, SGC or. All right, get this guy out of here. Get this guy out of here. <laughs> uh, SGC and CSG have gotten a lot of attention, and um, you know, seen them a lot at local shows. Uh, held them in my hand. Um, uh, th- there's a couple points to it. Like I, in terms of looks, I think neither of them look that great um it, i just Dude. do not i just don't like it, it is personal opinion i understand okay, okay. Let, let, let me ask you this <laughs> wait, wait 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 we gotta like settle it which one looks better at least compared to csg and sgc um, if, I, if you had to choose one or the other okay, be, okay. Be I, honest, I want to be honest yeah yeah no no sgc uh looks better but okay, all right. but 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 csg feels much better in your hand well that's true so that's that that's true. Um, so to, it's, yeah, one or the other, it's, a lot of people talk about CSG. They like the, um, how clear the, uh, you know, the, the plastic is. So it's, it's a lot more clear. It's not like matte finished. So you can kind of see the shine on the card. Um, however, to me, that just looks like cheap plastic. So I don't really like that. Um, uh, I like the, the way CSG looks a little bit more as SGC looks a little bit more. Um, right. but uh, I do appreciate, I'm, I'm someone who's always like BGS's subgrades. Um, I feel like if I'm going to buy something expensive, it's nice to know exactly what's wrong with it. Um, and CSG offers that. So I think that's one strength CSG has, but uh, at the end of the day, um, you know, I'm one of those people who just piles up cards. I want to grade and I'm waiting for a day, uh, BGS or PSA, uh, comes back with cheaper prices. Um, fingers wow. crossed, but but uh which i mean i might just be completely you know off base here and <laughs> end up with a lot of cards that i could have sold earlier that i'm not going to sell so uh well, we'll see what happens wait so so you're telling me that you have been stockpiling everything ever since psa and bgs has been like besides like obviously like something like that's super high end um you've been holding on to those right now uh yeah like just and you never you there. never went to as you see <laughs> You never went to uh, SGC. I have not used SGC. A lot of friends have been. Uh, Dude, this is wild. So, wow. uh, I'm I'm trying. It's one of those things where, from the beginning, I had this hot take. I was like, no, I'm gonna wait. And as time went on, it was like I I just gotta double down. <laughs> I can't. I also, can't go you double back. down. Okay, I and, I just ate my I ate I just ate it. I said, yeah. you know what? I I've been talking so much trash about SGC, but whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna go with it. <laughs> I gotta start turning some things over. But what uh, Raymond? I mean, I think Raymond was like kind of like this, though, right? Weren't you just only PSA? Yeah. Um, at a certain point, I was. So that's when I first started. I only submit to PSA, and then I eventually started submitting to BGS as well. Um, and then you know, as of like maybe three or four months ago, I started submitting to SGC. Um, I think like, yeah. In my experience, as I said before in like previous podcasts, they've been pretty good. Um, I found the grading to be pretty fair. Um, obviously, the resale value is not as high as like a PSA slab or like a BGS slab sometimes, depending on the grade. But like overall, I like I've had a good experience. Like, you know, their customer service is great. The turnaround times are getting slower. Um, I used to get them back door to door in about ten to eleven days. Um, now it's taking about two to two and a half weeks. Wow. Yeah. So I, I sent order on. August twelfth. Um, I got mine back probably like three days ago. So, okay. Weeks. So I should be next in line then because I have a I accept some a few days after. You're next, you're, you're next in line. We'll, we'll <laughs> see what you get. That's honestly not bad though. I mean, considering you know, I was hearing a lot of people say how fast it was. So I assume their volume went up a lot. 
in you know the past month or so and if they can still keep to like a reasonable time frame at such a low price like it's really enticing i think um you know it's it's good it's a really good deal like i already know what this goal of this podcast is going to be we're going to try to make sure ben submits sec <laughs> <laughs> one of these days i think that's the that's the goal oh geez um, but but let's talk about the dallas card show or i don't know ben did you go to your local card shows uh, yeah, I, I, uh, local ones. Uh, yeah, I frequent, but uh, I don't do too much traveling, so uh, mostly okay. mostly local. But yeah, okay. yeah, go ahead. So, how about the Dallas Card Show? I'm just really curious about the vibes there. I know some people kind of texted me a little bit, but overall, Raymond, you know, give us the deets, man. Give us the deets, and uh, and I'm gonna. We might be asking you a lot of questions. I'm ready. Uh, I think overall, um, I had a really good time. It was much better than the first. I'd gone to Dallas Card Show, I think in January, um, at the peak of the hobby. Um, and I had a much better time uh, this time around. Um, there were definitely fewer people because it was past the national. Uh, but I felt like, um, you know, the people that I did meet, the deals that I did do, everyone was very reasonable and everyone was really fair, um, which I think is really key to a healthy market. Um, I remember like, you know, the first Dallas show, there were items that were priced, you know, two or three times comps or like, you know, items uh, that people wouldn't budge on. But I think the fact that the market, market softened a little in the past few months, um, in which I believe is on the way up, um, has made people a little bit more realistic and at the end of the day, more willing to, uh, more willing to deal. Uh, the general consensus from my friends, the people that I talked to at the show was that they thought that Dallas is dead. Um, and like they didn't have enough as much action as they would have liked um and like i've heard from my friends online who spoke to their friends at the show that that was the general reputation but in my experience like i had a good time um it wasn't super busy but it was it was solid it was solid there was 600 tables right yeah uh there were supposed to be 700 tables um some of them were not filled i remember like at the first dallas show it was even hard to get like one table or like one booth um but at this show like i would say it was probably like 70 to 80 percent capacity um i actually bought a table uh paid like i think it was like 400 for the weekend but actually didn't end up using it um because i felt like um it was a lot more fun to actually walk the show rather than sit there uh with slides in front of me like i had i, I did that at the national uh set up for most of the weekend and i felt like i could have gotten more out of it by walking the show um both in terms of like you know, doing transactions as well as like meeting people. So you pay four hundred dollars to just walk around? <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, the table was. I, I, I did I, I did hide my uh, my laptop and like you know my jacket under the table, so that was that was good. So storage. Uh, so you you pay four hundred dollars for storage. Yeah, did you exactly. sleep there too, or yeah, yeah. But I, I think in the future I probably wouldn't set up just because like personal preference. Like I don't I don't enjoy sitting there. I'd rather prefer to walk around. Interesting. Interesting. Also, uh, another thing is I feel like in terms people like people say that like if you're a dealer to show, you know, you're there to buy stuff and you can get, you know, good deals on people who walk up to your table. I'm actually I've actually found the reverse to be true. Um, I've gotten more experience, more uh, transactions done by just talking to people walking around wearing cases, uh, having cases. Um, and you know, they'll show me what they have and like eventually, you know, more times than not, we're willing to strike something out. For example, like I bought, I think I bought like a $7,000 Mickey Mantle lot from some guy who's just walking around with like cards of his friends. Um, I got 
some nice Kobe's um, from you know, someone who's walking around 1987 clear Jordan PSA eights, uh, all from people just walking around the show, not necessarily dealers. So you just walked up to the same, like what's in the case? Is that, is that what you did or pretty much? Yeah. Just kind of look at them and like, you know, nod, give them a friendly <laughs> nod. So you're not there <laughs> know that they're not there to steal your stuff. Uh, you know, they'll be more than willing to show you stuff. Okay. Interesting. Very interesting. I mean, I think, um, just to interject, I think like I've been thinking about this a lot, going to a lot of shows, like what makes a really good table, what, what functions super well and attracts high traffic. And, um, based on what I know about the type of cards that Raymond moves, I just don't think that necessarily makes for the best high traffic table and lots of sales. And, you know, I, I've, what I've noticed is tables with a good mix of everything. Uh, you, you need a lot of, um, sort of like, and especially something I've noticed really popular is, uh, cheap slab boxes like that, that it really builds a crowd that's, really that's, fast, yeah. right? I but no one likes having one. hundreds and hundreds of $40 slabs, right? Like no one willingly goes like, Oh, I think I'm going to just deal with this headache. Um, but, uh, and I, I don't, Raymond, I don't think that you're the type of person to bring around cases and cases of slabs like that either. Right. So, but I, I think, I think that does really well. Um, tables I've noticed with exclusively high end and not like, you know, not enough, uh, I guess like, noob friendly stuff um it, it's hard because um you know only so many people have that kind of money only so many people make that kind of deal and it's hard to casually be like oh i guess i'll just drop like five thousand dollars on a card without really thinking about it so um those uh those dollar boxes those slab boxes um you know they they really really do attract uh, a big crowd and you know it's just this is just me walking around shows and kind of observing which types of tables have lots of people and what i'm personally uh, gravitating towards even looking at like, so uh, just my two cents there. Yeah, I definitely agree. Just like, I think a lot of variety, a lot of quantity. Um, I think like generally I, I did see a lot of tables with like pretty generic Panini stuff, like, you know, Luca mosaic based PSA tens or like John Morant prism, you know, bases PSA nines. I feel like those didn't do as well as like tables that had, uh, you know, every card was like different or unique. For example, like, you know, we're in Dallas, people really like Dirk. So like Dirk Immaculate Autos, um, or like, you know, Larry Bird art uh, patch autos, or like, you know, like some like more niche football players, with like nice patches. Um, I think those tend to do very well. Um, but yeah, I think in terms of like, you know, buying the hot, purely high end modern stuff like that market, I think is more of an online market instead of like a in person. Um, type of type of deal but but one way to think about it is with you you know people who play in the high end mostly you sell one card and that's like the same as a guy selling an entire box of slabs or you know an entire dollar bin right so it's it's just going to be less engaging but not necessarily worse business right you're just not going to have people constantly coming up and trying to buy stuff but when you do make that one sale it's it's worth it for you right you know whereas that that table with a lot of cheaper cards might need to deal with like 50 people before they get that same amount of revenue or profit exactly yeah that was a uh, yeah that's definitely the case you know the, the... i feel i feel raymond more into like getting the action daily though like like constantly that's what it seems like because you want to walk around and like say hey let me see that case let me see this let me see that um yeah and Hey, you know, that's, that's the thing, Raymond, you're selling people Mercedes. Selling people they want, Mercedes. They, they want Toyotas, you know? <laughs> maybe, <laughs> focus, maybe focus on that. Yeah. 
yeah, right. So that's cool. Well, I'm really excited about uh, this weekend, and I have been thinking about how I'm trying to see if I should have a slab box. Like I do have a lot of SGC slabs, so that might be something I might I, I might do. I remember when I had the dollar box, it didn't work out well because maybe because it was super small. Um, people just completely just disregarded that. Then again, it was kind of like during like the peak of soccer cards anyways. So like people were like just trying to find the best things. Um, but buy, find the best raw. That's what was it, what was going on in the Bay Area card show. So that's that's something that I was I noticed. But I I am wondering like they said there's gonna be four hundred tables at Collectors Con. But they're still selling technically tables, but I'm not so sh- I'm not so sure it's gonna be four hundred tables though, you know. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's gonna be four hundred because I had a bunch of people message me asking if I wanted tables. Um, really? Also, <laughs> like with the hurricanes and stuff, like I just got a notification on my phone saying that my flight might be delayed or canceled uh, because of uh, Hurricane Ida. Uh, like there was a huge hur- there was a hurricane in New York yesterday, and I believe there's a hurricane in New Orleans that area. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so like basically, like you know, everyone on the East Coast is probably affected. Anyone trying to fly down. But you know, I, I I'm optimistic about my hopes of getting down there. Um, the flights delay weren't weren't delayed, so hopefully tomorrow. Wait, what, what 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 airline are you flying with though? United. United. Okay, I was gonna say Spirit would just go no matter what. Spirit would just go. Have <laughs> manif- <Let's> go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a manifest situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but let's let's move on to another topic. I think we we talk a lot about soccer cards last episode. And I feel like we're kind of like not talking too much about just maybe like American football that's coming up, right? I was just actually we just watching like this college football. Like my alma mater is actually UCF, and apparently they have a documentary on ESPN and everything like that. It's kind of like um, you know how like Amazon Amazon Prime has like the uh, like the Arsenal documentary that's coming up, the Man City Arsenal, the Man City documentary. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That, those are yes. those are really okay. good series. Yeah. Okay, okay. I was gonna say, does no one know about this, or is just <laughs> no, 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 no. Those are good. Those are good. So UCF's coming out with one as well. It got me really hyped. I didn't realize if we're even relevant to begin with. Oh. But American football is coming up. Um, I know Ben, you were talking about you know your fantasy drafts and everything. I know you kind of mentioned about wax that's coming out soon. Um, really curious to hear about that. And honestly, I'm I might try to get in. I, I am kind of being open to looking to get into American football, maybe get more involved in basketball. Um, but I'm a little scared because I don't I don't know that market as well as you guys. Um, yeah, no. Th- uh, this year, what I've heard a lot of people call it is basically football is going to go through what happened to basketball in 2019 with um, you know Zion, Ja, that that class, and just kind of exploding. Um, that's what, uh, people have been saying it's going to happen because this quarterback class is just deep and, and, you know, really good. Uh, you know, like the, the number one overall pick had so much, uh, Trevor Lawrence, so much hype. Um, and, uh, it's deep. There's, there's a couple of starting QBs. I think three of the top five QBs are all starting and, um, and, you know, the other two have a good shot at, at also getting up there. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, it's going to be really exciting. Exciting. However, the caveat is because of that, um, football wax is basically at all-time highs. Um, you're uh, w- one of the ones that comes to mind, Donruss, which is like a really low-end set. Traditionally, like before last year, even it's like a hundred dollars a box, a hobby box. Um, and last year, it came out at two hundred dollars for that Joe Burrow, you know, that to a uh, uh, that that class. Um, 
And everyone was going like, oh, that's crazy. Like, why would anyone pay $200 for a Donruss hobby box? Um, you're just going to lose money. And um, this year, Donruss is going to come out at, I believe, $300. So, and that that's just the low end of, of the product. And so, you know, the concern with that immediately is like, I wonder if everyone's just going to get priced out. No one's going to open boxes. It's only going to be box breaks from this point. But, um, and, and the other thing is I also cannot imagine it growing even more, but I've, you know, been wrong plenty of times. It's just, if, uh, if those QBs come out, uh, look, all, everyone looks like Mahomes, uh, that Donruss box could be a thousand dollars in a blink of an eye. So, um, although I, I think that's relatively unlikely. And so I'd be very careful getting into football now, uh, cause everything is just insane. Um, you know, we were, uh, I remember buying national treasures last year's football and, uh, you know, losing loads of money on cases. And I was talking to Max, I was like, what are we going to do with this? Like, we're just going to tank it until it's worthless. And then, and you know, lo and behold, it like straight up doubled or something since we bought it the last couple of weeks and we sold all the cases and, you know, people bought them up really fast. So, um, yeah, and I think that just speaks to how crazy football prices are. Um, I think it's, you know, basketball being kind of eh this year, um, at least 2021 20, with the Lamelo class, uh, football kind of took up that space and yeah, it's really crazy. But, um, and, uh, the other thing is like, I think my personal thought getting into football investing of all the sports, I think football is the one I invest in the least. Um, I play a lot of fantasy football. I love it. Uh, but football is just really, really scary because uh, it is. That's the <laughs> yeah. I injuries. Ooh. I'm a huge Bucks fan, so I'm already <laughs> priced out <laughs> uh, from the start. All right. So, yeah. I, so are you? So you buy to to break, right? You you break it with your group and everything like that. Uh, we used to uh, do that a lot more, um, but uh, you know, I, I kind of do. It was sort of a for fun thing. Um, if you're familiar with Sports Car Investor Discord, uh, I'm you know the uh, Jeff and uh, that that whole team but uh the, i'm i'm one of the mods in there so i, I do breaks in there it's kind oh, of a more fun thing but uh uh i you know just work kind of taking up a lot of time so it's a lot less these days but we're still doing the whole uh buying wax selling wax uh you know supplying other breakers getting getting it to, uh people who want it um but uh yeah I, I i don't know what to expect with this year's football class it's it's just incredibly scary just because um I don't know at what point too high is too high. Like you, you've seen it happen in basketball, Prism Hobby coming out at $2,400 a box. It was just too crazy. And then and now look at it, it's like half, right? So I'm afraid yeah. that happens at some point and whoever's caught holding the bag is just going to really, really hurt. So are, are you yeah. buying? Are you going to buy this coming release for Dunruss at 300? Like is 300 a buy? <laughs> are you, are you going to do it? I want to know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, that's like, that sounds a little crazy to me. It's... I mean, so the wax game is very different from singles. Uh, if you play in the wax distributors uh, ballpark, uh, you have to buy a lot of terrible price and terrible releases in order to keep getting all the releases and you know getting some allocation for all the releases. Like to give you an example, maybe in a world you understand, um, you know, MLS product. I'm sure you. Yeah, it yeah. is not like. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got a bunch not... of them actually. <laughs> Hey, if you want more, if you want more, it's plenty. Uh, I got oh, plenty. Man. So, Ben's um, the supplier. I've been uh, looking for the MLS shrine, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so so traditionally that's a product that doesn't sell very well. 
um, and it, it comes near factory costs that you get it at. And in order to say get some of the Topps Chrome or some of the Merlin, some of the good stuff, you got to buy a lot of the bad stuff too. So uh, you just kind of buy whatever's out, and you you make do, right? And it, um, if you can't sell it, uh, you know you're just out of luck. But uh, Damn. You, you find ways. That, you find ways. Was that was that your advice, Ben? Just buy everything. <laughs> Honestly, up until maybe mid 2020. That was the perfect advice for sports cards. That Buy first, the, think later, so right? Buy first, that's think true. later. It'll, it'll, it'll work itself out, right? Um, but yeah, that, that hasn't worked out so well the last maybe six months or so. You have to watch a little more carefully. How about you, Raymond? Are you, in, are you starting to get into football or you're still kind of like in the basketball F1 scene or? Yeah, I think, um, so I did buy um, a lot of football redemptions about six months ago um i probably have like 50 or so cute uh lawrence xrc redemptions um that wow. panini is taking forever to fulfill um, surprise surprise like I, I just got a load of emails in my box saying like oh it's 120 days and like you know they have a 120, 120 day you know threshold and they start asking if you want like a replacement um or if you want the actual card, you have to manually go in and like set that. So I'm waiting on that. I think like as of now, like honestly, like I think buying those was a mistake because, uh, you know, I've spent my money. It's been locked up for probably like eight months at this point, um, and I've heard that like probably takes up to a year, a year and a half. At least that's what happened to the previous year's draft class for the XRCs and the autos to be released. So we'll 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 see what happens. Um, I think like as of right now, I'll probably hold off on like buying any of. I usually buy singles. Um, I'll probably hold off on buying the singles. And I would say the caveat is like probably like the gold, the gold cards. Um, I really like the gold cards. I think um, they're like pretty hard to find um, after the release. So if I can grab a few of like, sorry, not a few, but like, you know, a few of the top quarterbacks, uh, that would be, that, that would be awesome because, you know, I can always decide to sell, decide to sell them later down the road if I want to, but then I'm, the reverse might not be true. In fact, it probably won't be true. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty scared about buying at these prices because I already know that it's going to be super expensive and there's going to be a lot of hype around uh, whatever cards are pulled. Do, do you think it's like a point, let's say for me, right? I mean, I would if I was investing in football, American football, I would be probably looking to vintage just because I'm too scared of injuries. And I've seen it before where like a number one pick is supposed to be like the best like AKA James Winston. I mean, he's going to be starting for the Saints. So that's cool. But I've seen it all happen, right? Like, I mean, he was supposed to be the next big thing. Um, is there anybody that I should be looking into that you guys know of? <laughs> I, this is really super selfish now. I heard Tom Brady's pretty good. There's a Tom Brady gold prism ending in four days on eBay right now. Nice, I checked it this nice. morning. Okay, I'll, I'll take a look. Um, but let's just say I don't wow. like it for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, football's football's hard, like you said. Like, uh, actually, James Winston isn't even that bad of an example. I think at least he's interesting to watch, and you know, he didn't have any catastrophic <laughs> career. And I mean, like, you know, at least he's throwing. You know, whether it is or not interesting. it is interesting, whether or not yeah. his uh, his teammate catches it is a different story. But it, you know, it, it's still fun to watch. But um, the you know injuries in football—that's the scariest thing, right? Like, if you you, know, you get 
decked too hard and you just you're done right you you can't play for a long time your, your career will never be the same and um the other thing is uh obviously it's quarterback driven like honestly most people probably do not know what any other position the player even looks like right unless you, unless you play fantasy football and then you draft and you look at the faces a lot but other than that like you're, you're not going to know what you know if i just name like travis Etienne, like you, I mean, you might not know who that actually looks like right so it's that's true um yeah so th- there's that but um uh but yeah i do think there's a lot of speculation left over um a lot of the you know the currently super hot qbs are, are really high up there which leaves a lot of room for the people who are kind of forgotten uh, you know, your Lamar Jackson is is a huge fall from grace. He's That's not true. anywhere. No one's near even expensive. talking about him. Yeah, no exactly. one's talking about him. Um, and then uh, Kyler Murray, I actually think, is primed to have a huge year, but that's a that's a big gamble. Um, you know, it could go either way. But I I personally think you know that that's one that we're we're trying to invest some more in. But um, yeah, there, I would definitely look at Kyler Murray. He's also like a quarter Korean or something like that, which is kind of cool. Hey. Uh, and uh, and he's he's only like five nine or something, so he's not like some huge tall. Like you know, I, I see nice. that. I'm like, you know, I can, I can maybe do that. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. But but um, but yeah, no, it's 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 relatable. And he's uh, this is only his like third year. His team is extremely stacked. Um, and uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of good stuff. As for vintage though, um. I do think uh, that's a good place to start, except the, uh, like you probably noticed with football, because it's so quarterback driven, the top heavy gets really, really heavy, right? So you're looking at like I, yeah, Brady stuff and, uh, you know, I don't know, Rogers, that kind of stuff. It, it gets really expensive really fast. Um, it's not as much, uh, uh, I guess, like margin or space to, to, if you were to flip it to make some money or for it to go up even more. Um, but, you know, the, QBs, big QBs on big teams. They're just there's so much love for them around, uh, especially in, you know the states. Uh, it just feels so very mature. It's a, it's yeah. a very mature market. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I'm, I'm taking a step back and just and just point out that like I feel like overall like the football market is like not as big as like other sports. Uh, for example, like I feel like if Tom Brady went to China, he could walk around and go to Pizza Hut and no one would recognize him. Yeah, he could that's go true. Eat burgers and like no one on the street would recognize him. I hey, think the same I, thing would be true if you went to Europe too, right? Or if you went I, to like you know Australia. While I think <laughs> that's true, that's that's, that's definitely true. It's an American sport, like I fully agree. But um, it is a very American sport in that you know people really like their football. Um, like for example, I think college football products actually do really well because um, you know people are really into their alma mater's football team. I don't think the same quite goes for. In fact, I think football alma mater stuff probably does better than than basketball. Um, hmm, interesting. Uh, that, that that might be a hot take. I'm not sure. No, I, I think that might be true. That, word, but, that um, might be true though. I think that's true. Yeah, because those yeah, are like yeah. one and done players, right? Like you know, there's really no nothing like yeah, super yeah. emotional. Yeah. yeah. So that being said. Um, you know, a lot of the Midwest and stuff like that, they, they consume football like crazy, maybe even more than basketball. Right. And and you're right. The, the basketball, a lot of what drives the basketball market is, uh, you know, the Asian market, right? The Asian uh, China, you know, they consume a lot of wax. They, they probably open crap tons of products. Um, you know, there's some people who uh, purchase wax from us uh, over there and it's only basketball uh, with a bit of soccer, surprisingly. But, uh, you know, they literally do, they like they like the high no football. Stuff, they, they do not touch football, right? I've literally said like, I can sell you a good deal for football. I like, nah, just no one's gonna buy it there. So, um, but what, yeah, like I said, while that's true, the consumption of football in the states is just so high 
that like I, I do think um, especially in the mid range there you know transactions transaction volume must be absolutely nuts um, like I, I know all sorts of people who uh, you know collect uh, running backs from from their teams wide receivers from their teams they, they don't really care about the value oh, really they okay. just they, they just they, they want to buy because they love their team so much right and that it doesn't i don't see that quite as much in basketball basketball is is a little bit more value based like yeah i, I know plenty of people who are just like oh I, I pc the packers so i literally want every single packers card or i pc raiders so i will collect some random uh defensive lineman uh hmm. from two years ago or something and i'll build a rainbow of him uh you know okay. stuff like that like, i see that a lot more in football um yeah it's like a lot more it was like it's right you're like yeah i really want it like collectors like collectors collectors yeah so yeah, yeah. kind of reminds me of soccer too like well in the beginning stages because it was so cheap to kind of like collect rainbows and stuff like that um <laughs> but but i actually wanted to kind of bring something back because i just remembered remember i, I don't know ben were you, did you listen to the last episode uh i, I probably did but you probably uh, did that's his, yeah. that's his answer that's his answer i probably um, did <laughs> but i was so, driving so, uh, <laughs> Oh, there. Okay, that's fine. Because you're in California, the traffic is hard, so I get it. Um, but I remember those kabooms I got, Raymond. Uh, which ones? The ones, the two kabooms that I was trying to buy a kaboom from somebody, and he was like, "Oh, I know who you are," but, you know. Oh yeah, and then he submitted yeah. them to you for grading. Yeah, yeah, he ended up submitting it to me because I was just like, "Oh, was, you know, I want to buy it." And he's like, "Nah, it's God's calling," you know. Yeah. Uh, I should be submitting this instead of selling it to you. I'm just like, okay, <laughs> cool. Um, and, and I, the deal was basically, Ben, I did a review for him. There was a huge scratch in the back. I even asked Raymond, like, do you think I should submit this? And he was like, Raymond said no. But I told the guy, like, hey, let's submit it. And if it doesn't work out, I'll split the difference with you. And I'll buy the card outright. It was under, like, an eight. Mm -hmm. So I got the cards back. So the first one was a messy Kaboom 2017 Panini Select in his Argentina kit. Got came back a ten. Wow. Came back a ten. Yeah, he was gemmed that it. That was scratched. No, that wasn't the scratch one. Oh, I knew oh, that was okay. that oh, had okay. a good chance of a okay. nine or two. Actually, I just I thought it was gonna be an eight because I saw some like surface issues. But okay, I mean it's kind of hard to see if, unless you have like a microscope. Um, I'm not. I mean, I'm not using a microscope, but you get that. Microscope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was just like, wait, I'm lying. I'm using lasers. Yeah, yeah. But the, then I got the Christian Pulisic kaboom that was scratched up. It came back a nine, so oh, I'm wow. I'm happy, but I'm also kind of sad about it because I really wanted that Christian Pulisic kaboom so bad. But he got a nine, so he's really happy. And then, um, so he's yeah, not man. selling it to you? No, he's just no. I mean, I can't afford it now. <laughs> like, uh oh, <laughs> I mean, it, just got, it literally just went out my price range because I I wanted, but I'm just like I'm not gonna pay two or three k uh, for this card right now. It's, that card is two or three k. What PSA nine kaboom? Yeah. What? Wow. It no, should be. I thought it was a few yeah. hundred dollars. Oh, no. that's crazy. PSA wow. nine? Are you disrespecting Pulisic right now? No, it's just it's, it's, someone offered yeah, that, me a gold one for like two k like a few months ago. Nah, get yeah. Out. I'm not even no kidding. Way. No. Yeah. No way. That's you should have bought that without even thinking about it. Gold no, kaboom. <laughs> gold crucial position. You're like two k is too much. Well, I didn't do it because the cons were like one point five k. Like it wasn't, what? it wasn't like, it wasn't I, very high. I feel like you're talking that I like almost don't believe it. <laughs> what, year, what year is this? Is this 2021 or it's the, 20... it's the horizontal one? Yeah. yeah. I know what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. 
Jeez, yeah. I didn't realize it was that cheap a couple months ago. That's crazy. It's only recently yeah. that Kaboom started blowing up. Like, I mean, Kabooms in general are starting to blow up. I mean, they've, they've been blowing up. It's just soccer always gets like the tail end of everything. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, that's, that was my story, though. I wanted to let everybody know whoever wanted to, get, you know, me to finish that story. All right. Well, we're starting a GoFundMe right after this. Brian's <laughs> <laughs> Brian's Kaboom. So Ben and I will we'll put in some. We'll put in some money. Make make it happen. I, I want a gold. <laughs> oh, he wants the gold now. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> You give a mouse a cookie. Wow, yeah. oh, that's, that. that's crazy. I thought it was interesting. I, I I didn't think that it would come mm -hmm. back so so you know so nice for him because like super express. I mean, express submitters have been killer for it. Well, at least in my opinion. So like, it's really interesting that it came back a nine because dude, the scratch on the back of it was gnarly. Oh, you submitted it via super express, so like the seventy five dollars no, service. No, no, I did the express, just two hundred dollars. Or two PSGC? No, no, PSA. PSA. Oh, it's a PSA 9. It's a PSA? Oh, that makes oh. a lot more sense. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. I think we're on the same, I think we're on the same page now. Okay. okay. It feels like nines. It feels like nines. They, it can be all over the place. Like, I, I've definitely had a similar experience. Giant scratch, backup card, got a nine. I was like, what the heck? Like, that's, Dude, that's crazy. crazy. Yeah. yeah. Right? And um, I, I don't, I don't. I'm under, I'm under the impression that I feel like most modern cards, unless they're destroyed, should, should at least get a nine. But, you know, I some randomly get eights, sixes, so you know, every once in a while. So I don't know. But, um, but yeah, that's uh, congrats to that guy. That's that's pretty sick. I think it's a good yeah, time to get, to, to get that card I'm, back. Um, I'm happy for him. <laughs> <laughs> Out of curiosity, how much? How much would the if it came back an eight? How much would it have costed you? So it would. He was originally selling for like four hundred dollars, dude. Like oh. Raw. <laughs> <laughs> so I was oh, like, that sucks. That sucks. So just oh. imagine me like just messaging him, and and then he, he you know I mean some people do recognize me, so that he recognized me, and then. He was like, bro, this is God's work saying I need to submit this, boy. <laughs> wow. Like, hey, let's do it. Uh, wow. but yeah, man. I'm happy but sad at the same time. So I'm so happy that he got a nine, but uh, sad that I don't have a Pulisic Kaboom for $400 instead. Jeez, is that multiplier is that much between a it can't, PSA it can't, nine? It can't, be that, it can't be that high. That's crazy. Bro, that's, that's pretty, you guys, you guys keep talking. I'm gonna look for. I'm gonna look up a comment. Right <laughs> that's, that's, that's that's pretty crazy. That's, that's what, what do you think about Kaboom? What do you think about Kabooms, Ben? What I is, love what, what is, I love Kabooms, but they're so expensive. It's it's not even like I have all the I have the clay. Uh, I think I have all the clay Kaboom. Is it? I don't two or three of them. I forgot how many of them they have. But like, um, you know, Clay's a player at PC, so I I, I think that's pretty. But like. I feel like I paid like a thousand dollars for a PSA 10 already for a guy that didn't play in the last two years at all. So, uh, and then I remember I checked a Curry one and it was like jaw dropping. I, I forgot. I think it was at least five digits. Um, so it, it, it's, it's really crazy to me how expensive these are. Um, I know they're rare, but at the same time, that much more than, you know, an auto or in the territory of a, you know, game worn patch auto that that's nuts. That's, that's very crazy. But, that's exactly what um, you know. What, what's hype always sells. So that's that's just what it is. What it is. So so a 2018 
2018. So this he, he submitted in 2017. So it was the first one. He's doing like a scissor kick on a 2017 one. The 2018 PSA 9 sold for $1,200. So I think 2000 should be a little bit, should be there, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that sounds yeah. reasonable. Is that, is that, is that logical? Right. I mean, Maybe. I'm sure there's other people that would be like, nah, dude. But no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the multiplier there, boys. <laughs> wow. Interesting. Yeah, that, All right. Buy, you know. buy, buy kabooms, guys. Yeah, for real. Buy, or, buy or maybe the answer is to sell your kabooms right now. That's the... That could, be <laughs> okay, that could be it. You sell your kabooms, buy it back later. That might be the answer. Honestly, that might be a good play because they're, they're going to be. I mean, now with po like Postage being signed to Panini, like I wouldn't even be touching his autos at all. Remember, we were talking about last episode, Raymond, how like Beckham signed with Panini and then all of a sudden his autos just got devalued because he yeah, what happened? so much. So Post just yesterday just announced that he signed for Panini on a long term agreement. So partnerships, you know, autos and stuff like that, memorabilia. Um, I would not be touching Kapulsic autos at all. Well, I think like for Beckham, like it's not like his autos were like overproduced, right? Like in the twenty, I think it was a twenty twenty soccer like soccer set, EPL set, the sticker was actually well, super rare, but then they all crashed in price. So I was really yeah. confused when that happened. Yeah. So I mean, there's Kapulsic, just a lot. There's a lot of yeah. It. Well, I'm seeing that there weren't a lot. I didn't see that many. I, he, he's in a lot of products uh, for soccer. He oh. has a lot of sticker autos and a lot of products. Oh, right. and, okay. And soccer products just came out nonstop the last like three, four months. So do um, they don't care? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you <laughs> know what's nuts is that, yeah, they did that for three, four months. Panini and Tops were just like, hey, we're just going to plow through this. And then the next four months, literally nothing. <laughs> what, what, that That's wow. Like, you know, where did you get your business degree? You know, like that. I, just, I don't I don't understand how, how they came upon that solution. Um, but yeah, I, I think something that people don't take into account, that's actually a really good point. Like I was thinking about the other day. So I was in context, I was thinking about buying a Steph Curry auto, right? And it was, I was looking at some of the flawless ones they are really expensive. But then I noticed that the guy signs a lot, like he, he signs a lot of stuff. And, um, you know, that, that same story with Pulisic. I, I think I had the same thought I was going to buy Pulisic. I was like, oh, that's really cheap. Um, and I think that's not really taken into account that some of these guys, um, you know, they sign deals and they sign a lot of stuff. And because they're, you know, still alive, um, you know, not to be morbid or anything like I, I, you know, it's just they they're going to keep signing stuff. So at what point? Uh, you know, yes, it's cool. It's an on card auto or it's an auto. They, they, they touched it. They signed it. That's awesome. But, you know, is it possible they signed so much that the supply actually over, you know, exceeds the demand and you, you, the prices will just will not ever be that crazy as a result. Right. I, I agree. Yeah, like yeah. Um, you know, Pulisic is a good one. Like, yes, he's he's good. He's gonna hopefully the U.S. men's team uh, does very well, and you know he's gonna be very popular. But what if he signs thirty trillion autographs? And like, what what's that gonna do, right? Like, yes, you bought you bought it early. Like, yeah, he's he's gonna be popular. But if he does sign like a thousand autographs in every product, then it's just not really gonna go anywhere. So. Um, and you kind of see that already uh, in his, uh, you know, impeccable autographs, stuff like that. It's a couple hundred bucks. Dude, so cheap. So that's crazy, cheap. right? Like, that's, crazy. that's so cheap. I, I sticker shocked the other way, which doesn't really happen in cards. Like, and I, I like, I almost never, like, I'm, no card is ever that much cheaper than I thought it would be. I definitely thought on card Polish out of several thousand, just like, you know, 
thinking like, oh, that's, you know, that's how much a lot of these like big NBA stars go for. Nope. Like, a couple hundred dollars. You can get a booklet for like $500. That's insane. Yeah, oh, wow. right? That's crazy. Yeah. He, he signs a lot too. People don't talk about that, but, but Raymond, yeah. what, what are your thoughts on the auto market? And I guess we'll wrap up. Yeah. I, I guess on the flip side, just curious to hear what you guys think, like on the, on the flip side, like who doesn't sign a lot? Where there is kind of short, Mbappe. short, short supply. He charges too much from my inside sources for whatever that's worth. <laughs> he's not signed with Panini at all. Like he's he doesn't have a contract. He has no, so he no autos. No oh, autos. There's this one, there's this one auto that was apparently a promotional match attacks that we do not know for sure. <laughs> we do not know for sure if it's real or not, but people claim it is, but I don't know. If it really is, so that's that's one. I'm trying to think in my head, like just some legends that just don't sign a lot. Is um, does he sign yeah. other stuff that's like not cards? Yeah, yeah, I've seen his stuff. Some of the stuff he signed. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, he only has match. Yeah, he only has match worn um, patches. Um, I don't have anything on top of my head, but like, I mean, I always think about like just on card autos are just in general. I I know we kind of had a conversation with that, but like, I think just on card autos for like legends are super hard to find. That, Wait, why is it? Go ahead. Why, why do you think that is? Is it because like there's no product? He has to pay it. more for like on card autos and like sticker autos. Bro, it's like, too difficult. Like I mean, you're sending it. You're sending it to like Poland, Europe, hmm. eight, like you know, just all the over this all over the uh, world. Like yeah. I've spoken to representatives, and they're just saying like, don't be expecting impeccable to be on card or national treasure to be on card. Yeah. Like they they said that directly to my face. So I'm just I just feel like. 2015 flawless you know eminence all those like type of products like i feel like people don't realize how low supply it is but how much does it matter in the long end that's something that i'm very curious about right because like um we don't we don't really know yet i think it matters a lot i think it's almost everything it, it, um, i think it matters a lot yeah if you supply and demand right that's all it is um Actually, a fun fun thing I, I randomly noticed was uh, and, and with the with the stars who are still alive at any given time, they can decide to start signing a lot, especially now because it's a lot more profitable. Right? I'm sure Panini pays oh, yeah. a lot more for autographs. So, uh, you know, one guy that comes to mind in basketball, Kevin Garnett. Uh, I'm sure that's a name you've probably heard of before. If you look at the yep. last year or two, there are so many yeah. more of his autographs. There's so <laughs> many more, right? So, like, oh, at, at any given time, he could do that. Any of these stars can do that, and. So it's, it's something to watch out for at the very least. Yeah. Men, men's stars actually sign a lot like Gio Reyna. Like I didn't realize how much autos he signed his first year. And with that top deal, it just, it just going to keep Dude. coming out like wildfire, bro. Did you catch that <laughs> tops now tops now drop of uh, a pull of stick? It's a hundred dollars for a pull of stick auto. Is it real? <laughs> yeah. hundred dollars numbered. Pull stick. I, I mean, it sold out. It sold oh, out. Really? Yeah. Oh, me too. Me too. It sold out that, but like, I give you an idea. I think like Otani's was at least like five times that. So um, Otani, man, that man, we yeah. had more time to talk about that. I would love to hear more about that because that's just crazy. I saw some that double steal you had for uh, home plate. That's what. The, anyways, but uh, Raymond, you want to wrap it up? Cool. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about Otani next time. But um, in the meantime, uh, thank you, Ben, for joining. He's on Instagram as at BMN Hobby. Uh, just to plug it again. And Brian is Sunday League Investors, so you can reach out to them if you want to talk to them a little bit more. And I am Asian Cards, and we will see you next week. Awesome. See you guys. Bye.